0: Welcome to Not The Way I Planned. I'm Carly Cash, and if you've ever found yourself thinking, this is not the way I thought my life would turn out, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll have inspiring interviews, plus tips and tricks to living your best life, even if it's not the life you planned. My guest today is Allie Hoagland. (laughs) Allie has been through the toughest thing a parent could ever go through and that's losing a child. Allie also had the opportunity to be the mother of one of the most incredible little boys I've ever met, and uh, his name was Beckham. So, Allie, thank you so much for being willing to share your really tough journey today.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm excited. Talk about it.
0: (laughs) So, Beckham, you had Beckham when you were... Pretty young, right?
1: Yes, I was 17, and I had him at 18, so I was a baby. And the two of you kind of grew up together, I guess, right? Yeah, definitely. I remember. We went through a lot of different little life challenges together, but most kids probably don't go through, but...
0: Which just made yeah. your mother-son bond probably even tighter than most, right? Oh, Yeah. He was my
1: best friend.
0: I remember you saying that when I met you, that, you know, he was (laughs) not just your son, but your best friend. Yeah, yeah. So you had Beckham when you were 18, and then when did you meet your current husband?
1: I met Tanner in 2013, and we got married in 2014.
0: So Beckham was how old?
1: Uh, He was still pretty little. He was, I think, two when we met, and then three when, or he was about three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was about three when he really got to know him.
0: And so so life kind of moves forward, and you had another son named Brody, right?
1: Yeah, I wanted to have a baby right away. I wanted to get Beckham a little sibling, so we got pregnant pretty fast. And Beckham
0: and Brody were really tight. Tell me about their relationship
1: yeah so by the time we had Brody they were about four and a half years apart which seems like a lot but it really wasn't like it was just they just got so close like from the second he was born he was just such a good big brother Mm -hmm. and um obviously he couldn't wait for him to get older to play with fast enough but once he started getting to that age where they could things together they just i don't know they were just inseparable they did everything together they um they thought obviously like normal little brothers do but mostly just pure love and friendship there and they um played with legos together and beckham taught him his ways of everything and (laughs) he loved being a big brother like it was just crazy
0: how much they bonded but Beckham had what i would call a very infectious personality i only had yeah. i only had the opportunity to meet him one time but the impact that he <laughs> left on me i will never forget like he just had such a light inside him and he was going through really tough things when i met him and yet he just exuded joy. Tell me a little bit about Beckham and for those that didn't have the opportunity to meet him, tell us a little bit about his personality and what he was like.
1: So he was just, he went through a lot. Like I, me and his dad got married and it just wasn't really meant to be. We were so young. We stayed friends and everything, but he kind of went through that divorce and, um, trying to figure out life with Two teenage parents and balancing that out and so he kind of got tossed back and forth a lot but he was always so like positive and happy and um he did really well with that and then having uh him having two single parents like he was pretty spoiled rotten because he was the first grandkid mm-hmm. on both sides and was just loved not spoiled rotten he was just loved my family always says that he wasn't spoiled he was loved yes he um just i don't really know how to explain it but he just went through a lot of different things and he would never know because he was the happiest boy in the whole world and um he loved legos he loved how to train your dragon he loved anything dinosaur he wanted to be a paleontologist and he knew everything like scary how smart he was with dinosaurs he knew how much um he knew exactly how much they weighed how fast they ran what they ate like their lifespan everything (laughs) like it was just he was a little genius when it came to stuff that he was passionate about and he was a social butterfly at school. He was always kind of <laughs> in the principal's office a lot, which oh. I didn't notice <laughs> till later on. Because <laughs> his aunt is actually kind of like the lady who would, he'd get sent to. So he was lucky there. But he um, it wasn't because he was a bad kid. It was because he wanted to talk all the time to all the mm-hmm. friends. And he just was so passionate about his friends and playing At recess, and he didn't want to learn, he wanted to play. That was something kind of funny. He was a very social butterfly, which I was not that way at all. But um, he was just adored by everybody. He, um, man, it's hard to put his personality into words. He was just literally the most perfect little child. He did have some struggles, so he was always sick like Hmm. not sick sick but just like he always had a cold and we never could figure out why is he always getting colds like and um that was something he struggled with from the time he was a baby and we finally found out when he was about four that he was allergic to grass and so um that was obviously a big turning point which was we got him on the right medicine so he wasn't getting those colds all the time mm-hmm. like it, he just kind of always struggled with different medical things um but he was a trooper he didn't care he would play all day in the grass and roll around <laughs> in it and take care less but he was allergic to it would um took his claritin every day and uh he was just i don't know he um loved outside he loved camping he loved his family he was obsessed with his family like Mm-hmm. there's nothing he'd rather do than hang out with my, like my siblings were more of his siblings. Cause I'm the oldest girl of five siblings. And then I have an older brother, but he, um he just grew up with them. They were like his sisters and um, right. same with his dad's side. They had a bunch of kids too. And he just was so loved and had so much Attention all the time, and I don't know.
0: Yeah. He's quite the kid, that is for sure. I mean, like I said, I remember meeting him, <laughs> and he didn't know us at all. And instantly, he'd just sit and talk to us and play around with us. And he was he was just an incredible joy. Oh yeah. So when did you notice that something was going on with Beckham that you're like, this is not
1: quite right? So he kind of always had different little medical things like his teeth he had a few teeth surgeries and then his allergies so it wasn't anything too out of the ordinary when I noticed he was kind of um having a hard time breathing he was having a hard time catching up it was during Thanksgiving actually um 2017 it was on Thanksgiving we were at my dad's parents house and they had a lot of there's a lot of cousins and they were all playing and he was just out of breath and tired and I had noticed a few weeks prior to that it was actually around Halloween he had an eye his eye was kind of like not focusing it was turning a weird like direction when he'd look at me and it hmm. it startled me because I'd never seen anything like it and so I took him in right away and they said oh that's totally normal like a lot of kids have that problem where they can't focus it's just like eyeglasses will fix it and right um so we went to specialist after specialist and went to the eye doctors and then and because he wasn't having this was before he was having any other symptoms it was just his eye mm-hmm. and um then all of a sudden on thanksgiving he was um just so out of breath his eye was completely looking the other way um we hadn't gotten his glasses in yet and um I had an uncle who was in med school at the moment and or at the time and he mentioned you know that might be neurological and I was like you know I've been feeling that from the moment all of this has started I feel like it's something a lot more serious than everyone thinks but I don't want to be crazy. Like,
0: and yeah, you're like, oh, I'm probably words. just being paranoid, but you kind of have that
1: yeah. gut feeling. That- and I I honestly knew from that day after Halloween, I, I knew in my heart, like, it was a mom instinct that something was terribly wrong. And um, so I took him in that night, actually. It was on Thanksgiving, and we were blessed to have a a person on call that could do an MRI. Um, and we were there for hours and hours in Boise and they came back and told us, I remember it was actually a girl I knew, um, from school came in with a tissue box and they came in with a teddy bear for Beckham. And this was after his MRI Mm -hmm. and they're like, we just have some hard news, but we're not really the ones that are supposed to give you the details. um, so they set us up with a children's cancer <clears throat> doctor that next Monday, like immediately. But they told us there is a tumor and it is in a bad spot. So
0: that's all you knew that night? He, has a tumor he did
1: a say spot. the words D-I-P-G, but he said, do not Google it. Don't research right. it. Just wait until you talk to the doctor. And of course, I googled it because
0: you just couldn't help yourself. Yeah, (laughs) so you knew that night uh, that it was not good.
1: Yeah, I could tell it wasn't, but you know, I I honestly didn't think it was terminal like that. Just yeah, that's too much to fathom to think there's no treatment because there's so many treatments for everything nowadays. Yes, yes, I had never heard of this, nobody really has. and so no, it, I just, I Googled it and it means diffuse intrinsic pontine glioma. And it was something that affected six to seven year olds. Mostly it can affect a lot of it. I've seen a lot of babies, a lot of, of three-year-olds have it, really? mostly six to seven. That's the most common. And it's not more in girls or boys. It's pretty equal. Um,
0: you're right, it's something but, that I'd never heard of before. Um, yeah, as you start learning more about it 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 affects a shockingly greater number of kids than
1: it does. You would ever
0: imagine. but there's it,
1: actually been like four or five kids in Idaho that I have yeah. found just recently who have had it. So. Yeah. yeah so crazy.
0: you get this devastating diagnosis and How did you emotionally handle things? What did you start to think or do at this point as that shock kind of set in?
1: So I definitely went to my family. I remember going in the bathroom and crying at the hospital and just, I I was pretty numb and in shock the next two years after that. It just never really got better. Um, Yeah. But I did hold on to hope because his doctor did say that she, there is hope that it would, after treatment, there's like a 2% chance, I don't even think 2 but maybe like a 1% chance that it will stay stable um, to the point where the tumor won't grow anymore. And then he could survive, basically. But um, it was just, very low chances, but Beckham always beat the odds of everything. Like, he was just such a special kid. Like, anyone would say he's so special. So yes, yes. we're like, you know, this he's going to be the one to beat it. Right. And um, we started radiation. That's the only thing you can really do. You can get a biopsy, but I was way too freaked out to do that. Um, that's more for, like, studying down the road. It mm-hmm. carried a lot of risk for him, and I didn't want to do that. And um, did Beckham know and, at this time? And the doctor time? did say there is no right or wrong from here on out. Like
0: Okay. Just whatever feels good. You either good. can
1: go all in, do every study, every, you know, lab rat thing they have, or you can just go home and do nothing. Like, it's, there's no right or wrong because it's kind of an unstoppable thing. Which is tough happening. because you
0: don't really, you're not given a, a right path, I guess. So there's a lot of decisions right. that had to be made. And no one's really saying this is the right or wrong thing to do.
1: So right had to kind of be tested.
0: And did Beckham know that he was sick at this point, or what? What
1: did he think? So was we going called on? it a bugger in his yeah. brain because it was too confusing at the time. He was still seven. I mean, he didn't pass till he was nine. But he um, he knew. He definitely knew. He was a smart kid. We didn't sit him down and say you're going to pass away like right. because I think every child's different. And my son, I think that would have probably taken a lot of life out of him to hear that. Um, sure. he was very much so looking forward to the future and looking forward to things. And we, it really wasn't till the last few months. We honestly thought he would make it up until probably about hospice. Um, which was just a few months before he passed. and That's when we kind of realized how w- there's no way he's going to get better, even though I still held on to it till the very last second, because you just can't wake up in the morning if you don't have yes. that hope. Yes, you know? absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think that you do. With anything tough, that yeah. hope is what keeps you moving forward. And miracles do happen, and so I don't think yes. there's anything wrong with trying to— Hold on to that hope. Definitely. So you told him that he had a booger in his brain that needed to be treated, and that's kind of how you got through the treatments that he had
1: to endure. Right, because he had radiation. So we'd go to the hospital every day for uh, six weeks, and so he kind of obviously had to know something was going on. I mean, so we explained to him that this is going to help shrink it, and that was a 50-50 chance. That doesn't always happen, um, but we were blessed, and it did stabilize it and shrink it a little bit. And we had a whole other year of him just being his perfect self. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of families don't get that, right? So that was a
0: blessing just to be able to have him live as normal of a life as possible. And to at, at the beginning, right. he had mobility and and all of that, right? For what the first oh, yeah. year, things were For fairly. For a horrible. year,
1: he was just um because the the where where the cancer is or the tumor, it is if it grows even the slightest bit, it could take out his whole. It could paralyze him. Mm-hmm. It could cause him not to speak. It could cause him to go blind. It's literally the function of your entire body. So right. that's what was so terrifying was like we had a whole year of it being him being perfectly stable and that's really, really rare. So yeah, Yeah. that was really, and so, so, and we knew that there was a huge chance he wasn't going to live much longer. So we were able to live every day, just cherishing every second and going on trips. And I mean, Oh, some people go all over the world and go crazy and do all these things. And but Beckham honestly just wanted to be with his family and hang out. We went to Disneyland, and he wasn't like too impressed. He was like, <laughs> "I just want to go back to the hotel and swim with you guys." Like, yeah, he, he, yeah. He just wanted to be with his family. Like he wasn't a kid who wanted to, you know, like go play every day. He just wanted to be with his friends and family and enjoy the do simple that, things. So.
0: Yeah, I remember the first time I talked to you, Allie, that you said, I'm not a strong person. Like I can't, I, I, why me, you know? And I think that we all feel that way in life. Like oh, yeah. a bad things won't happen to me or B, you know, I, I'm not strong enough. So that, that just can't happen to me. Cause I can't handle it. What did you kind of right. learn about yourself through this journey?
1: Well, I kind of remember telling you and a lot of people, like, out of everyone in the world, like, I have a very sensitive personality and heart, and I can't handle a lot of, I mean, we'd already kind of gone through, we really have had a beautiful life, but we've gone through a lot of struggles, and, Mm -hmm. like, just to have this happen after I just finally found, like, my person, and I'm starting my family, and back happy, yes. and, and we bought a home and he's starting his school that he loves out in Melbourne. We just had our life finally just was, it was just so nice. It's never perfect, but it was feeling like everything was kind of life, falling but, into place. You know? Yeah. And, um, so to have that happen, everything just crashed down at that moment. It was like, I am literally the weakest person. <laughs> like I cannot handle any type of heartache, heartbreak, like, it's just so, I mean, obviously, I can handle it, it's just, it, yeah, like Mm -hmm. you said, like, I am the last person that can go through this, I just can't do it, and, but when you love someone so much, like, your children especially, that's just a whole different kind of love, like, you just do not care about yourself at all, like, you just, put on a smile every day no matter how hard things are no matter how bad the news is like you make sure that for me at least I always made sure he knew I was okay because he couldn't handle it if I wasn't like he would do everything in his power to make sure I was happy if I had a bad day which is also something a lot of kids don't really like my my sweet son now like he's (laughs) he's He's so—I love him so much, but he's not, like—like, if I'm grumpy or in a bad mood, like, he's like, yeah, whatever, Mom, you know? Like, with Beckham, he was like, oh, my gosh, like, he couldn't handle it. He had to make sure his mom was happy. Like, we just—I don't know. It was something special, um, but—so I just—you know, up until he passed away, I just—every day, I still—it's kind of numbing. I don't really— know how I did it but it's like all the other moms say because now I've found so many moms who've gone through it they're just like you know you do it for them like it's just and we don't have a choice it's not like we woke up and said oh we're gonna get through this like you have to get through this like you have to be strong for your child and if they can be so strong which he was so positive so and happy positive. and strong like of course I can be like it's not happening to me it's happening to him but it does happen to the whole family obviously it's it's something that it's like they say, say cancer doesn't just happen to that person it kind of takes the whole family but um
0: absolutely yeah I, I mean just, it affected I, your younger son and I'm sure oh, yeah. your husband and your relationship there and because everything is it, oh, yeah. it can't help but be focused on what's going on with Beckham. Like that's just gonna happen. And so but I think yeah. your ability to be there for him and to put on a brave face the way that you did God, incredibly inspiring. Like so inspiring that so many times as he was yeah. going through his struggle, I would think Allie is the perfect mom for him because yeah. I think I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I would be a mess all the time and i think it was just pretty special the way that you were able to be there for him in that way you know and to stay strong for him right i remember i think we
1: all kind of have it in us we just don't know right i think it would do awesome i think every mom like kind of that's kind of how it like If I saw this happening to someone else, I would say, no way in heck I would be able to do that. Right. It's just one of those things that,
0: yeah. You find strength you never knew you had, for sure. Yeah. Um, Beckham, he ended up losing mobility, which I think that had to have been so difficult because kids are so busy and they do love to play and run around and... So he, he got to a place where he lost his mobility. And I remember, I will never ever forget this, but you posted on social media when he was not in a very good place. He said, Mom, I love everything about my life. And <laughs> I remember that like yesterday. <laughs> that's yes. who Beckham was. Like, honestly, whenever I have a bad day or something goes wrong, or I get into a place where I just my priorities aren't right I will often think about him saying that because here's a kid that has this horrible cancer that he's battling and he can't play like the other kids and um, I'm sure it didn't feel great and here he's saying I love everything about my life and uh, yeah just I thought that was really that really said a lot about who he was
1: yeah I'm
0: so, yep. so Beckham battled for what's about two, a little over two years yeah it was about 22 months and he finally unfortunately lost that very tough battle with DIPG what did you learn about grief going through that how did you process
1: it or what are what did you do his um he passed during august 2019 and it still feels like yesterday Mm -hmm. uh you know this whole pandemic and everything hit shortly after he passed Mm -hmm. and it's kind of been weird how much like i've still just been kind of in this like numbing phase where yeah the world is basically on fire around us but I still feel like it's completely stopped here like we are having a baby which has Mm -hmm. been a huge blessing and we're so excited and that's helped keep my mind busy but it is still an everyday fight like when he passed away it was in my house it was I was right next to him it was like four in the morning and it was we didn't expected to come so fast it happened like literally within 24 hours we were told like he's not going to make it through the weekend but it ended up being that night um and so I wasn't quite mentally prepared and I've heard this over and over you can know someone's going to pass and you just you can't prepare for it like no matter yes. what and yes. um I I I just remember waking up and we ended up like going to the cemetery and picking out where we were going to bury him. And I just Mm -hmm. stayed so busy with the funeral and obviously I was devastated. I cried. I went back into my bed after the, after they took him away and um, the ambulance and, and uh, I just cuddled with my son Brody and, I just remember falling asleep, and it's like, how was I able to fall asleep? I think I was just so full of, it was so overwhelming. I couldn't even breathe. Like, I just laid there, fell asleep, woke up, and stayed busy. But I remember that feeling in my, like, heart. It's never gone away. It's just a big hole. Like, and it'll never be filled. There's no possible way way. it can be.
0: Yeah. I know. I think that, you know, you always hear things like, Time heals, and I, I think with something like this, I don't know how it really can, you know. Like, no, it's, it's just
1: you there just, will always be you that. You find home. a new normal, you find a new way to survive, and you um, try to do things in his honor every day. Like, I know something that helped, like, after being pretty. Depressed for a few months, not leaving my house. Um, kind of, I kind of cut a lot of people off. I just didn't want to talk, like I, which was weird. I kind of shut down more than let people in after he passed. It was almost too hard to just go around and let everyone tell me how they're feeling and yeah. try to, you know, try to make and, you feel better. But <laughs>
0: yeah, they didn't probably really have like, the right
1: words. <laughs> impossible. Yeah. And I appreciated it. Like, I'd rather have people trying than have no one care. But, like, it was just really hard. And um, over time, I've just kind of realized that he would never want me to be so sad. Like, someone, I can't remember who told me, but they said Beckham would not want you to be this sad every day. Like, he misses you. You miss him. Like, I know, I believe fully I will be with him again someday.
0: Absolutely. And
1: um, it's just holding on to the fact that he could not stand before he was sick, while he was sick, his whole life. He could not stand if I wasn't happy. And I know that didn't change. And he like Now that he's at peace, it's us here that have to suffer without him. And um, I just try to... When I get really, really sad, I mean, I let myself be sad because it's also a good balance of not letting yourself go that long, not crying and not feeling. Right. And, you kind of have to process have to through those things. emotions. You do. Yeah. yeah. But
0: then kind of realizing like, okay, I've I've got to try to move forward and try to find joy right. because Beckham would want that.
1: Right. Yeah. I have his little brother and soon-to-be little sister and I have a lot of people he you know that I still have a responsibility to take care of just like him and
0: yeah yeah your sister ended up having a a baby girl that she named after Beckham right yes so they named her Becca which I thought was so (laughs) darling and it seemed like that was a little bit of a A little healing piece, too. That I mean, what a special way for her to honor your sweet boy.
1: And Beckham had the chance to meet her, too. She was born when he was on hospice um, when he was pretty uh, sick. She was born in June, and he passed in August. But he was able to meet her a few times. And she was definitely a little blessing to have um, after he passed. I remember just. Going to my sister's and just holding her baby, mm-hmm. just because I felt closer to Beckham with this little precious newborn who was just so close to heaven. You know, yep. like yep. I just felt very close, and I've all, I'll always have a very strong relationship with her. Yeah, and I now think. you
0: find yourself getting ready to welcome your own little girl, and. <laughs> yeah. I would think you probably do feel very connected between this new baby and Beckham. Like I my belief is that, you know, she that that Beckham sent her here and that Beckham and her are deeply connected.
1: Yes. It was definitely a very unexpected thing to get pregnant. It was not very hmm. likely and we weren't planning on it. It wasn't like we were not wanting a baby, but we were just still so deep into our grief and Hmm. I mean it's it's been almost two years but that still seems it's still so so fresh and um, absolutely but this has been really good for our family and Brody and my husband and um we we're so excited and it doesn't change that little hole you know that will always be there but it helps focus on a happier tomorrow and more hope than sadness, you know, because it can get, can get hard.
0: Yeah, I I can, I I can't, I can't even fathom, like, it just, I don't know, it's just one of those things that people should never have to go through, and I don't, I don't understand, like, I I hope that someday we'll have a bigger picture.
1: Right. But. There's no making sense of it, honestly, for me. No, there's not. I have to think it's because he was so special that he was needed elsewhere because a lot of these little kids who get it are just, I mean, all of them are special, but it's just all the moms, I watch them go through the same thing. Like they're just so heartbroken and they're just praying for a miracle and Mm -hmm. saying how they that child is literally worth every miracle. Like they are just the most precious little things. And Um, that's how we felt with Beckham too. And it's just, there's no understanding other than these beautiful little kids. They're meant to be somewhere else. Yeah. But it's hard to make sense of it. It really is. Yeah, it
0: certainly is. You know, one thing, and I, I hope I'm not saying the wrong thing when I say this, because you're a million percent right. Like there's no making sense of it. And it just seems like an unfair fathomable cruelty in this world um, but one, right. one thing that I do like to think about when I think about Beckham's life is how much love and joy he had and you know he didn't have to face some of the as much as he went through you know some of the cruelties of this world he didn't right. experience right. You know, it doesn't make it right but I do love thinking about how loved he was and how
1: he, he did definitely, find, you know, I think this world's going to get like a lot harder and a lot scarier. Yeah. And I think him not having his sickness during the pandemic was a blessing because I've watched a lot of families go through this with the pandemic and that's just so hard. Like it's already hard. And then to go through all of this on top of it. And I mean, it, yeah, there's no making sense of it, but he's definitely going to not have to have a lot of that heartbreak yeah. that we all go through. Yeah.
0: Um, you've mentioned that you have connected with other moms that have faced this devastating trial. What do you, yeah. what do you say to a parent that, that is facing this?
1: You know, I've had a lot of people reached from all around the world to me and like Facebook and stuff who say, Hey, my kid was just diagnosed. What do I do? Like, I remember that feeling where you just want to reach out and you want to hear hopeful, good things. And um, it took me a while to be able to kind of respond. And there are a few kids I've gotten closer with, or moms and others, just because I still, I'm still struggling to be completely out there and yeah, um, reaching out just because it's, I know it, what's going to happen. I It's kind of... And it's hard to watch these families go through it. And um, so it's just, I don't know, I just tell them, you know, we did radiation and our son did so great. We had so much time with him, And my advice to you is just don't lose hope. Like, you just have to have that hope. Or yeah. I don't know how anyone would do it. So Yeah.
0: I know that you guys, you we're able to create DIPG Awareness Day here in Idaho. Tell me a little yeah. bit about that.
1: So it's May 17th is DIPG Day um, nationwide, but it is not legislated in all the states. And we kind of had to learn about, like, the, when you Google what can we do to raise awareness, the first thing that pops up is make sure your state is legislated for DIPG Day and so ours wasn't and so we were my husband and his best friend russell they ended up going to the court or not the courthouse the capitol building and they met with representative cheney and he was amazing and it was just this big process it took a, a lot of time but we were able to finally legislate idaho to have it as an official day because it's kind of confusing because everyone says May 17th is the IPG day, but a lot of states don't actually have that as a day. So it's gotten a lot better. I think there's like close to 40 states legislated now, so we're getting close. But yeah. um, when we did it, there was only like 20-something um, states legislated, and they were so awesome. I remember they gave Beckham like all these gift bags gifts, and like they took him around the Capitol and we got all these really cool pictures of him around just cool stuff. I didn't even know. Like it was just it was a really cool experience. There were a lot of cool pictures and videos of him getting mm-hmm. kind of sworn in that yeah. he was the reason there's this DIPG and Right. Yeah, It was really cool.
0: I think that that's so important because, you know, finding solutions always starts with awareness. You never know who you're going to touch or who, you know, what it's going to lead to. You don't know if that awareness is going to inspire someone to become a doctor someday. And that doctor is the doctor that ends up finally finding a cure. So I think, you know, creating that awareness is so important. And I think learning about, Rare things like DIPG are, it's important that, you know, we, I don't know, I guess it just makes me hold my kids a little bit tighter and make me realize that some of my challenges are not quite so big. And it's just important to learn about these different struggles that people go through and that kids go through. And um, I know that your story has certainly at times made me just kind of take a step back and enjoy enjoy my kids, you know, even when they're driving me crazy on hard (laughs) days because, you know, kids do, but it, it does, it makes you just appreciate the little things a little bit more. And I think that it's pretty inspiring. It just seemed like every day that you had with Beckham, you made the very most of it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Well, Allie, thank you so much for just... Sharing your difficult story and sharing your sweet boy, and I just, I just want you to know that I'll never forget him. Like never, he, you know, I only had a brief moment with him, but your story has just made me appreciate those little things. And um, he certainly was a joy, and he really has made a difference in this world. So thank you so much, and I'm just so excited that you're preparing to welcome this little girl and i think it's going to be a beautiful connection between beckham and this sweet baby
1: yeah and well, thanks for letting me talk about it it's good to talk about it it's hard but it's good it needs to be talked about more
0: Thank you for joining this edition of Not the Way I Planned. If you liked what you heard, you can find more at not the way as well as Not the Way I Planned on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.